0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned, at the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Luke, chapter 17. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Luke 17:20. if you're looking at it, say, Amen. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come, watch this, with observation. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is what, saints, within you. And then he said to his disciples, now notice the transfer transferring conversation here, from the Pharisees now to the disciples. He said to the disciples, the days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look here or look there and do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first, are you looking at verse 25? But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage. Notice this is the operative phrase here, until the day. Would you underline that in your neighbor's Bible? Go ahead and do it. Just, just write it in the Bible. Until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, it, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, in verse 30, will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his, and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. This is probably the second shortest verse in the Bible. Anybody know what the first verse is? Shortest verse in the Bible? Jesus wept. Very good. Here, remember Lot's wife. Whoever, in verse 33, please look at it. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there will be two men. Notice men is in italics. There will be two men in one bed, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Two men in one bed, the one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together, the one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. And they answered in verse 37 and said to him, Where, Lord? And so he said to them, Wherever the body is, Interesting verse. Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Were you with us last week? I loved... I love last week's sermon because it was talking about being thankful, and we talked about the fact that we need to be more thankful. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We need to be more thankful. Remember the 10 lepers that Jesus healed, and how many came back to say thank you? One. We talked about that last week, and that one not only received physical healing, but also spiritual healing. And then in verse 19, as we concluded, Jesus said, go ahead and peek at it in verse 19, chapter 17, Jesus said, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Then in verse 20, there's some Pharisees standing around who wanted to talk about the kingdom. Now, we need to understand that the Jews always had expectations of the coming Messiah because of Old Testament prophecy. They've always looked for the coming Messiah. You got a pen? Write this down. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. It tells us the Messiah would reign on the throne of David. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. Tells us that the Messiah Jesus would reign over the earth. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Jerusalem was to become the center of the earth. Isaiah chapter two, verse four and five tells us when the Messiah comes, wars will cease. Isaiah chapter 35 tells us when the Messiah comes, the earth will be restored and every Jew would sit beneath his vine and his fig tree and a temple would be established in Jerusalem. So they knew the Bible promised the Messiah and that when he comes, He would rule. But they were looking for the right things at the wrong time. And the problem was that they were blind to their own sin. They didn't realize that Jesus came to be the king over their hearts and to set them free from the bondage of sin. You see, the Jewish people thought that Jesus would come to be the ruler over the earth, to be the ruler over Rome, to set them free from the oppression of the Romans, not realizing that Jesus came to set them free from the bondage of sin and of death. He came to be the king over their hearts. So they're asking about the kingdom that they understood, and Jesus said, this kingdom is not coming through observation, taking notes. This word observation means to watch critically or hostile examination. Jesus is making it clear you won't find the kingdom of God through hostile examination, and you won't find the kingdom of God with watching and doubting and unfaithful eyes. God won't allow you to see or to receive the kingdom. Look at verse 21. Nor will they say, see here or see there, because the kingdom of God is within you or literally in your midst. You can write that in your margin. In your midst. In the Greek language, this word in your, this phrase in your midst is entos. E-N or entos. E-N-T-O-S, which literally means to see inside. Jesus is saying the kingdom of God doesn't come with a critical eye or by your hostile examination. Jesus is saying you're standing right in front of the king. In other words, wherever Jesus is, perhaps you'll agree. Wherever Jesus is, the kingdom is. More than one person, amen? Wherever Jesus is, the kingdom is. Jesus says it's it's in your midst. Miracles are happening. Lepers are being cleansed. People are being healed. The good news of the gospel is being preached. The kingdom is in your midst, and you don't see it because of the way you look. Now, side note, Jesus does something beginning in verse 22 that he often does in talking about the kingdom. He mixes the details, watch this, of the first coming and the second coming. He mixes the details. Look at verse 22. Jesus said to the disciples, the days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. Here he is talking about his second coming. And he's warning his disciples that false messiahs are going to come. There's a doctor. I should have looked it up between services. I think his name is Feinsberg. good Jewish name. And he did a survey over the last 2,000 years. And he came up with uh, 64 men who had claimed to be the Messiah. And in recent years, y'all remember uh, David Koresh? Did Did you know David Koresh claimed to be the Messiah? Um, some of y'all remember Jim Jones, anybody just kind of wave at me. You remember Jim Jones? Yeah. Jim Jones. Uh, we think of sun, young moon, and many, many others who all claimed to be the Messiah. Write this down. Matthew twenty-four, twenty-six. Jesus said, if they say to you, look, he's in the desert. Jesus said, don't go out or look, he's in the secret room. Don't believe them. Jesus is saying, don't be deceived by these false messiahs because in verse 24, please look at it as lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven. So also the son of man will be in his day. Jesus is saying it is day in one part of the world and night in another part of the world. And at one time, some are sleeping and at the same time, others are working in the field. But God will come for his people all over the earth at one moment. Jesus says, when I come, there will be no mystery. Do you realize when Jesus comes in his second coming, there will be no mystery? just like lightning in the sky. When there's lightning outside, you could be in the house in any room, and you go, was that lightning? Right? There's no mystery there. When Jesus comes, there will be no mystery. Everything will be open. It will be obvious, like lightning in the sky, everyone will see it. Listen, when the rapture happens, there will be no secret. I mean, think about that. When the rapture happens, you understand, let me define the rapture, for, in case you don't know. The rapture, the Bible tells us that someday, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, Jesus is going to decide to take all believers off the earth at the same time. Boom, you're gone. Oh, you need to clap your hands and get excited about that. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm ready. Ready. I didn't say Ready. I said, Rete. <laughs> Jesus, the, the rapture of the church could take place at any time. And get this, and whatever you're doing, when the rapture takes place, it will happen just like that. You could be, you could be a surgeon in the operating room doing heart surgery. And you've and you got the chest wide open. And, and you're you, you replacing one heart with the next. So you take the bad heart, you got the bad heart, and you're a Christian doctor. Y'all, okay, y'all got me. You're a Christian doctor, and you got the bad heart in this hand and got the new heart in that hand. And the raptor takes place, boom. Both those hearts going to drop on the ground. And everything's going to cease right there. It's going to happen just like that. You're working for that degree. Man, you Lord, I just want to get a degree. I want to get a master's. I'm going to get my degree. And all I want to do in my, this is my life's goal is to walk across that stage and take that diploma in my hand. And some of y'all, <laughs> and some of y'all see probably like, yep, that's me. And, 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 and you, that's, that's what you want. You just want to get that diploma in, in, in your hand. And that's all you really, you, you're living for that. And you've been working real hard for that. And some of y'all have been working real long because you're not that smart. So you've been, <laughs> You've been working 20 years for an associate. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> that wasn't right. I'm sorry. That was wrong. That was wrong. Some stuff just wrong. That was wrong. That was wrong. I'm sorry. Y'all forgive me. You love me. Y'all love Pastor Rodney. All right. Love y'all too. All right. But you're working hard. You want, all you want to do is walk across that end and just grab it. And so you're you, you proud because that day has finally come. And you got you got your robe on your cap and gown. They call your name. You walk up and you walk across that aisle, walking across that stage, and he's just about to hand you that diploma. And boom, <laughs> the rapture happened. And you go, Lord, could you have waited five more minutes, Lord, just five more minutes? If I just want, I just want to, but I just want my hand to feel it. If I could, just, I didn't plan to use it. I just wanted, to just, I just wanted to feel it, Lord. Or, or, you, or you get married. Oh, you get married. The rapture can happen anytime. Y'all with me? Yeah, anytime. You get married. And the preacher, he says, it's my privilege. <laughs> by the power invested in me by the state of North Carolina and the church of Jesus Christ. Christ. I now pronounce you man and wife. You may kiss your bride. And right when you go to kiss, boom. <laughs> rapture. Now, hopefully, both of y'all Christians. <laughs> Right? Otherwise, somebody's going to be kissing the air. Because the other one is going up in the rapture. But there will be no secret. It will be, think about when the rapture, think about this from when the rapture, in seriousness, when the rapture happens, it's going to be cataclysmic on the earth. Christians are driving cars. Christians drive. Hallelujah. Christians drive. Some of y'all bad drivers, but... And you're try to make excuses by putting them on your bumper sticker, you know what I mean? Y- y'all know those bumper stickers that says, "I'm not perfect, just forgiven." <laughs> That's just your excuse for your poor driving. But Chris is driving, the rapture happens. Boom. Ain't nobody behind that wheel? Think what happens. God's got people, believers in every office, in every place in the world, and believers everywhere. All over the world will be raptured. Jesus' first coming and second coming will be no secret. We got to move on. Look at verse 25. But first, verse 25, you're looking at it. If you're looking at it, see, I'm looking at it. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. You know, there's a tendency to want to get Jesus right to the kingdom and skip the cross. But the kingdom of God can't come until the king goes to the cross. And Jesus can only come again in glory because he came first in humility and submission to death. Notice in verse 26 and 27. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the son of man. They ate, they drank, they married wives until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. So what were, the question, what were the days of Noah like? Well, you'll find that you read it in your own time in Genesis chapter 6. It tells us the world was corrupt. Are you listening? The world was corrupt and demonically polluted. Widespread violence and crime, sexual immorality, satanic activity, drug addiction, a disregard for marriage, and a rejection of God's word. Doesn't that sound like 2010? 2010. And a rejection of God's word. And God told Noah that he was going to destroy the world. And for 120 years, Noah preached. And Noah built while he was preaching. You get to see Noah's up there nailing nails into wood. And for 120 years. And people thought Noah was a kook. They thought he was crazy as he preached and as he built. And can you imagine the tree huggers were probably having a conniption because Noah cut down every tree for miles. So he's got this boat in his driveway, 475 feet long, and he's not near water. He's been building for 120 years, preaching Jesus. And the only ones that came to church was his family. And people are walking by and they're saying, Noah, what you doing, man? Noah says, "I'm building a boat." What's a boat? They never seen a boat. Noah says, "Well, it's a, a big big thing like this, and you know, on the water, like you no know, Noah's Noah's struggling for words too. He's a, he's a, Noah's building by faith. He doesn't he doesn't know Noah. You get Noah doesn't really know what's going on. Noah's building walking by faith, just like we need to walk by faith. Somebody say Amen. So he's struggling for words. A boat? Well, it's it's a thing, and we God wants me to put stuff in it, and people in it, and animals in it, and it's big, and it goes on the water like this, uh, you know, and they're like, well, wow, and Noah says, well, God's gonna, there's gonna be a deluge, there's gonna be a a bunch of rain, and the people are like, rain? Well, well, what's rain? Noah like, rain, well, rain is like water that comes from the sky, water that comes from the sky, are you getting this? This never happened. Now Noah's gotta explain to people as they're questioning what he's doing. So it's never rained before. So what is rain? And so Noah's hammering away, preaching, telling people that rain is going to destroy them. And the people mocked and they laughed because they'd never seen rain before. And they thought Noah was crazy. And they laughed at him until the first drop. Did you hear me? Until the first drop, God shut the door with Noah and his family safely in the ark. And it was too late. Think about this. Things that make you go, hmm. Eight people were right, and millions of people were wrong. Noah and his family, eight people were right, millions of people were wrong. And people say to us, oh, you Christians, come on, Jesus is the only way. You claim that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. You mean to tell me that of all the the loving people that are in the world and nice people and the Chinese people and Indian people and the pygmies in Africa and all of these people in the world, you mean to tell me you Christians are claiming that Jesus is the only way? And I tell them, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, because it was Jesus himself who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man, I'm gonna wait while you clap your hands. It was Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man, nobody, nothing, honey. You ain't getting into heaven by your good works. And you're not getting into heaven by your tithing. And you're not getting into heaven because you got baptized when you were a baby. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and have accepted him into your heart, you cannot go to heaven. You mean to tell me that there is one way to get to heaven? Christian, yes. And I'm telling you, just like in Noah's day, eight people were right and millions of people were wrong. I am telling you today that anyone, I'm not talking about Calvary Chapel people, I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ. If you believe that one thing about Jesus Christ, you are right. And everybody else is wrong. Well, some of y'all don't like that, huh? And everybody else is wrong. Eight people were right. Millions were wrong. Jesus is saying in the days of Noah, people's hearts and minds will be unprepared and unconcerned. And that's why whatever we do and wherever we go, we need to be ready. Matthew 24, 36, write it down. No man knows the day nor the hour. Now we could spend all day with the parallels that were happening with Noah In Noah's day and what's being repeated now. But the point that Jesus is making, saints, please listen to me carefully. The point that Jesus is making and the point that is important for you to take away is the suddenness of the flood. That although it took 120 years for Noah to build the ark and God's message was being preached to a generation of people who weren't even trying to hear it. They refused to listen when their first drop came. To those who didn't believe, it was shocking, it was sudden, and it was unexpected. And so Christians, we need to be watchful, we need to be vigilant, and we need to be telling people that Jesus is coming soon. I still believe it. I'm gonna wait while you clap your hands. And we can't let the world squeeze us into its mold, because the world's trying to silence you. The world's trying to silence you. Oh, we don't want you talking about Jesus in the workplace now. And you can talk about anything else. But you talk about Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? y'all? Anybody know? You talk about Jesus in the workplace and see what happened to you. Then you can go to work on Monday. Hey, what you doing over the weekend? Well, we went to the top of the mountain, and we sat in the lotus position, and we studied our (laughs) navel. And people are like, really? What did you find? Well, we found out we all have naval Lent. <laughs> wasn't that gross? It just wasn't right either. It's for service. Oh, and, you know, oh yeah, we just, we just studied our net with such a spiritual experience. Oh, tell me more, tell me more. But you tell people, you go, well, what would you do on a weekend? Well, we went to church. And a brother that in our church died, and we had worship, and we had fellowship, and then we we sang songs to Jesus, and we read the Bible. And you suddenly like, wait a minute, now wait, 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 wait. Don't talk about Jesus and all that stuff out here, you know. And you keep doing that, and you'll lose your job. That's the way it goes in 2010. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You will lose your job. But I will tell you this: it will be better for you to not compromise and lose your job than to compromise and keep that job. And you don't like that job anyway. You don't want, you know, you don't like that job. You need to go to work tomorrow, go to work tomorrow and just walk in and go, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, 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 Jesus. And they'd be giving you a box. (laughs) And you don't want that job anywhere. I'm just trying to help you. I'm your pastor. I'm trying to help you get (laughs) fired. Because I love the Lord and I love you. I'm just trying to help you. Look at verse 28. We got to move forward. Likewise in the days of Lot. Are you looking at verse 28? Likewise in the days of Lot. They were eating and they were drinking. They were buying. They were selling. And they were building new homes. And they were shopping until the day that Lot was brought out of Sodom and it rained fire and brimstone and destroyed them all. Now we all know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot and his wife, don't we? The city was given over to sexual perversion, depravity, perverse men were knocking down Lot's door because some male visitors had come. And Lot pleaded with them and he even offered his own daughters, but they wanted the men. And God struck them with blindness, check it, Genesis chapter 19 verse 16 and an angel took Lot by the hand to get him out of the city and the angel said, Lot, I got to get you out of this city because we can't judge the city until you're out of here. You'll find that in verse 22 of that same chapter. And so they wouldn't be judged along with the city and so Lot and his wife are running out of the city and Lot said, hey, to his wife, he said, hey, what's that behind you? And she looked back and she turned into a a pillar of salt.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923.
1: Baby